Hi there, welcome to the Chesapod. This week we have something slightly different from what we've been giving you from the Chesapod. We're giving you an entertainment rap, something we know you thoroughly enjoy, despite every other thing that's been happening this week. I'm not alone. I'm joined by my ever gorgeous, ever bubbly, evergreen, <laughs> Joy Mpande. Joy, how's it? I love it. I love that intro. Yes, thank you so much for welcoming me to this thing, even though I'm always a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uyaz Umzanzi Seleville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pod. There's been a lot happening this week. Um, but let's start with like YFA, which was like a big topic this week. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, the reality show uh, aired, I think, last week, yeah? Yeah, on Friday. On Netflix. Last Friday, actually. And I'm telling you, it's been crazy since then with the audiences having their own opinion. We did a young rap of, you know, top five things that were trending from the show. We were watching the socials very, very closely. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that kind of stood out the most was Bonang's reaction to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Louis Munana, obviously. Yes. I don't want Santana to be known as Diamond Side Chick because she's very talented. She should be known for her music first. Please, do, 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 like, to appreciate a woman like that, according to who? According to which standard set by who? In what era? I'm looking out for her. Yeah. Yeah. Looking out for her. Yeah. Yeah. Santana, do you? Yeah. Um, I am. Yeah. Imagine yeah. you want to tell women about them, the, the activities of the vaginas. If you want to see people in the living tomorrow, it will be fine. I gotta hear lying about me. For obvious reasons, Bonang is big. She's a media personality, businesswoman. Look, yeah. everything she's done, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that the former best friend, Usumi Zimtongo, commented on her debut on the show. <laughs> the fact that people have been saying that Ubonang has been rude to mm-hmm. one, towards U- Ului, mm-hmm. he said he actually um, kind of shared the same sentiments on, on, on that reaction as well to the show. Um, he said that he felt that Bonang kind of should have known better having been on reality TV altogether, um, having had experience, you know, what to say, what not to say. And the fact that she said she did <clears throat> whatever to <laughs> the African stars. <laughs> yeah. I felt that she she overreacted, that singer Louis, she was rude to Louis, and Louis was being a gentleman, and and her and Swanky, they really reached, they tried to make something out of nothing. It have to do with her and the production house, but not the people in the show. So the, even Netflix could have done that to protect themselves or to make the cast look bad. It's between Netflix and Bonang that the thing did not, um, uh, the relationship did not go well. And then they make it look, because now they have to explain why did Bonang um, 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 leave. They, they have, it has to be in the story. Because if, if Bonang left because of the cast, trust me, Bonang was going to come back and, and leave on TV to make sure the reason why she left it's because of people in the cast. Because Netflix controls everything. They did it in a way, this is my perception, they did it in a way that it looks like the cast 
we're uncomfortable. They were skittering about her and blah 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 blah. That's why she left. Uh, that that will forever stay with her. What do you? What is your take on reality TV altogether? Let's talk about that and how you think like a celebrity should conduct themselves in order to make it big. Um, I would slightly agree with Samizi on this one because I think Bonang has, whether you agree with me or not, arguably defied the odds of reality TV. Remember, she had her own series, I think two seasons, right, of being mm-hmm. Bonang. Mm-hmm. And she set a standard for herself. Yeah. So when we heard that she was joining YFA, I was kind of intrigued by the move I wanted to see what she brought on the show and through watching the show I really felt like she was a bit misplaced right she's usually the queen of her own show um, <laughs> I don't know how to say that in English yeah. um, but it was interesting to see her in that dynamic of mm. a group setting where you're saying she was not dominant uh, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it was interesting to see her in a group dynamic. Yeah. Usually when she she's is alone, in her own reality. Yes, right? Yeah. And then with that one, I just felt like she, she didn't need to be on YFA. Mm. I really mm. didn't. With, with her reality shows, we knew what was happening. We knew we saw her make big business moves, business deals, and going around doing appearances and presenting and all of that, right? It had a purpose to the Banang brand. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what being on YFA did for the Banang brand. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with those sentiments. But another uh, conversation was the fact that um, production of reality TV altogether, not even coming at Netflix, but even reality TV altogether could be a force to be... um, uh, what I've, I've I've realized with with these shows is once they're done, when they wrap up filming, right, and then post-production, whatever, and we watch the shows, the TV personalities or the cast come back to say, no, I didn't say that, or no, that was cut. I mean, we've, we've seen um, Nongku come out and say it. We've seen from the Real House of Durban, Komoto, mm. Sorisha. Mm. Um, we've seen Kanye about the YFA say something. Even, Zor- uh, what's her name? Zari also said, like, there were scenes that were cut where she actually clarified that she was a married woman. So I don't know if it's a common thing within the production space where... No. It's that's I disagree with that. Okay. I think it's the fact that you're about to be on TV, first of all. So how you operate in your daily life, you have to be cognizant about, be a little bit more scripted. Um, but also that you know they're going to want the drama. It's reality TV. Reality TV is the basis and the foundation of it is the drama. So you need to go, you need to understand that when you're going on the show that they're going to want the drama out of you, but also how to conduct yourself, that you can't actually just say things that are explicit, that are going to last your entire brand. Mm. When but the point here is not about them saying explicit things. It's about scenes that were cut out that gave context. I know you that call me also m- part of it. <laughs> I know you call <laughs> me miss context all the time, but <laughs> the scenes that are cut give context. So you as a viewer, I watch a scene about Joy being spicy. It looks like you're being spicy because I don't have the whole clip where you've actually maybe clarified certain things or your views give the scene clarity or it mm. makes sense. But what I see is you saying, yo, but constants, whatever, right? So we need transparency. If you're going to do that, when I sign my contract, let it there be a clause that, hey, I might do whatever, whatever. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, what's mm. next? <laughs> <laughs> Not you saying what's next, like you're trying to move on from the conversation. But it's okay, I'll take that. And I think now I'm a little bit um, more sad when I talk about this conversation with Jamie Bartlett. Mm. I knew him personally, and this story is like quite personal for me. Um Rosa, uh, or actually, let me say, a few days ago, 
it marked uh, Jamie Bartlett's death anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, which was on the 23rd of of May. Um, and Rosa was quite an emotional being about it. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, it, it, it's 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 warranted because she she was his partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it marked a year, and it's kind of weird how it's been a year and there's not been nothing in between with other celebrities also uh, other celebrity deaths now coming in between that conversation altogether um but what what's your memory of jamie bartlett if we were to do a tribute right now hmm. um i remember just take it back when the news broke i think it was around 10 p.m and i was just struggling you know when somebody passes on the first thing you do is like what happened right so just struggling to come into terms with that but my memory of him I saw him once or twice in Melville when I was a student. Jamie filled the room, like everything that anybody has said about him, whether they met him, whether on screen, he was just really a ball of, is that a ball of fire? Ball of fire, (laughs) ball of energy. No, he was a ball of energy, very a lover of life and a lover of people. So he never made people around him feel like fans. Because I met him when I was still a student. I was not in the media space at the time. Yes, Mm. it was very real. Gave him hugs and stuff. Mm. But we never felt like we were meeting a superstar. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's Mm. I think that's for me the one thing about Jamie that maybe a lot of people that actually knew him personally would say mm. about him is his humanity. He mm. loved everybody from any race or culture, creed. He definitely loved people for who they really were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the fact that I can say this now. This is the podcast. I don't have to write about this. But the fact that Uche Mino Rosa were actually opposed to do a reality TV, reality TV show, mm. yes. That was something that I was definitely looking forward to. I really wish they actually got to it. But also on that sad note... Costa Titch as well is another one because mm. the mother keeps on speaking out on the fact that she's not really getting um, well she's struggling to pick up the pieces she's struggling to come to terms with the death because she has a lot of unanswered questions Ulara mm. uh, Langfeld recently she posted a statement on his Instagram it reads as the National Health Laboratory Service can take months or even years to finalize toxicology tests. This means I am not the only mother who has to wait for answers. It also means if anyone did poison my son, they could get away with murder. I'm pleading for help to get answers as the police cannot do anything without these medical results. Mm, I empathize with, with Miss Langfeld, especially because like the way in which he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just on stage, very filled with energy. Next minute, he's down there. And from there, it's gone. For us, we've had this conversation before where we're struggling to to tie in loose ends to make the story make sense. So imagine if that was your child as a mother and you were not there and all you're hearing is secondhand accounts of what happened. Mm. So I, I really empathize with her because she's just on a journey of really trying to find answers of what happened to her son. And I've, I I hope somebody comes out and, and help with getting those toxicology reports and yeah. giving her the answers that she she needs as a mother and through her her grieving process for her child. Yeah, because there were many speculations, but we're not going to speculate mm-hmm. um, until she says something. Uh, but moving uh, a little bit swiftly from from the death aspect of things, we did hear um, this week Dineo Ranaka coming out to speak about 
um, her emotional battles, if I could put it that way. I don't know how to put it. I mean, I feel like we all relate to whatever she put out there. But if you are new to this conversation, Dinora Raka did go on social media speaking about her being suicidal or having thoughts of taking her own life. Um, how did she react to that uh, post altogether? What was your reaction? Um, it was very triggering exactly. for me as or as a person that struggles with a lot of mental health issues. Mm. So for me, what was more shocking was the, the backlash from social media is that there was no, not all, all of it, like the, the majority of it that was trending was really negative and mm. unfair, mm. I feel. Mm. And you always encouraged to speak up, you know. So imagine you are in that space where you're very vulnerable, you're very tired, you know. And she did say, "Look, I'm holding on, and I'm thinking about my children and all of that." Mm. And as people, we were all kind of concentrated on picking her apart or picking the statement apart, more so instead of concentrating on that cry for help we always whenever we have celebrities that have taken their own lives the general consensus is to okay let's be um, positive let's love people let's do all of that but few weeks down the line Mm -hmm. we forget the things we preach about during the week when we mourn the person who's taken their own life so and we have this chat I don't know what the problem is out there Mm -hmm. but for me it was really triggering you know I really avoided reading the story I avoided doing the story because I felt like it takes a lot for you to finally speak out about something definitely definitely I mean there were quite a number of mixed reactions with regards to that because we've seen Dineo be quite a force in terms of motivating people to like you know be on the grind and be the best that they can be and to see somebody like that um, you know, say something so emotional. We didn't expect that. Um, yeah. More especially, that's what a lot of people on social media brought up, the fact that she's been seemingly coming off aggressive on social media. But that's literally the wrong time to mm. bring out my past when I'm actually speaking about my issues. Um, so that was quite a sad thing to see. But I think I like how some of the celebrities have been speaking up for her while she's not able to speak for herself because she's speaking that I'm thinking of taking my own life and I'm being real about it and taking it on social media. And in spite of the fact that it's not a lot of celebrities that will go on social media speaking about it, um, they, they're they like backing her up in a sense that it's okay to talk about your mental health issues and to it's pretty much a cry out for help. Mm. And it's making it okay to at least have a cry out for help on social media and just in general altogether. Mm-hmm. Twiza, we spoke to Twiza to catch up on the tribute song that he and Villa have recorded for Dineo. And he said something very profound that I felt like, if at all you're going to take anything from that story, it should be that line. That Dineo is an alchemist. She's always there for people, you know, self-proclaimed, self awareness and health advocate so she's always there for people speaking out but he was like who speaks up for Dineo who shows up for her when she's tired and I was like man but now we have a lot of people talking for yeah but he also has a song now which is pretty much speaking out for her but this is what he had to say please tell us what inspired you know the tribute that you just recorded for Dineo Oh, um, I think basically, man, um, there's so much distraction, especially on social media, you know. Um, 
it's, 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 it's ironic how people are posting challenges where they're going through their own challenges. So for me, it's sort of like, you know, all the dancing and the networking, the, the music is like a distraction of tapping into your own challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. And moreover, so that everybody's going through something, but nobody's discussing it openly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and having a person like Dineo Ranaka, you know, she's sort of like an alchemist, you know? Mm-hmm. She's sort of like um, an outspoken, self-proclaimed leader of health and wellness, but if she's not well, then who's supporting her? You know, mm-hmm. so for us, it's um, basically saying, listen, we are colleagues in the same uh, um, industry. We all go through a lot, you know. I mean, we are entertainers. Um, moreover, we are brothers, mothers, sisters, friends, you know, and colleagues as well. So it, it's just uh, our, our, using our talents and to put us in this position mm-hmm. to advance and support those in need. Right. On some lighthearted news. Um, we have Master Chaban Jovo who just recently gave birth. Now let's talk about that. There's a lot of tea to be <laughs> sipped on that one. This seems like I don't want to speculate on this podcast, in fact, but there's been speculations on social media with or talks in general or just questions. Who is the baby daddy? We'll never find Yay. out until we talk to the woman herself <laughs> right we'll never find out but i think congratulations to her it's really good to step into motherhood i think you can relate to that more than me. <laughs> yeah. yes i can relate to have two yeah. children <laughs> giving birth giving birth this is a beautiful thing <laughs> it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. okay but that's but that's that she basically gave birth to a son the son has a an instagram um Page Aww, altogether, cute. yeah. Uh, Ulukanyo is the name of her son. Um, another story, which would be Jazzy Q, oh Jazzy, oh Actually, I know people. Actually, this is a, actually a big question. Um, with um, my colleague uh-huh. who questioned, how do you pronounce Ujazik? It's Jazzik. It looks like Jazzy Q, or some people say Jazzy Q, but it's actually Jazzik, guys. So it's Jazzy. But why kept the Q? If we kept the Q, I'm like Jazzik. If it was the Q was uh, lowercase, then yes. it's Jazik. But anyway, how, yes. however he goes. However. Like, but congratulations to him as well. He just launched the second season of his um, podcast, um, which is exactly what we're listening to right now, which is a podcast. The podcast industry is growing, mm-hmm. and he's also growing within that space right now, releasing something with Spitz. However, I have a little bit of a bone to pick and I'm not really afraid to to put that out there (laughs) for him to just step out of the interview while we're chatting Uh well I think if you're going to be a star shine bright you don't have to be weird about it go ahead and have your media training if you have to just to know that if you don't want to comment on something just say "Mm -mm, I'm not talking about that right now or just next question I hear all of that we need a backstory right I'm listening I don't even know what happened did you speak to me did you okay Let's start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So basically, I had an interview with Jezik, mm-hmm. and he has the second season of his podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm a piano podcast mostly. Oh, the one that, that with he's Spitz. Been doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. he had the second season of that one out, and um, obviously, he needs to promote that. But yeah. like, what did you ask that made him walk out allegedly? I asked him about his work firstly. Yeah. I did speak about his work, which did not take away from that. But he, as a podcaster, should understand that there are questions you cannot avoid 
I now that I have the opportunity to talk to you, mm. I have to ask questions. And those questions were there. Mm-hmm. And the conversation was just weird <laughs> because he didn't want to talk about it. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, I mean, you 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 have uh, made headlines on on various occasions. But one thing about you that I've noticed is that you seldom go on social media and try and correct the narrative. Um, but I, I, I have to ask you anyway, with some of the headlines that are, that people all the reports that have been made the the allegations and 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 the stuff um so one being um the 1 million rand lawsuits against that uh, social media influencer slash podcaster is that still a thing yeah. did you how did that um lawsuit go uh well it was it was it i can't say anything but uh the legal team is is dealing with that all you know mm. yeah, so, on my end i'm just an artist babe mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, i don't get into into departments that don't belong to me yeah so i just i just receive and then i give orders and then i'm done yeah 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 um, yeah. You didn't re- respond to the um, tattoo artist allegations as well, who was saying, hey, you are taking my girl. Was that even a real thing? Also, it's it's quite interesting how you're always making headlines where people are saying, you know, you, you have 300 girlfriends in different places or, you know, you're stealing somebody's girl. What, why, why, why do you think that's even a narrative that people want to put out there about you? I don't know. People have their own opinions about everything. And uh, people have different things to say about everyone. I wouldn't be able to give an answer based on what people have thought mm. or what people think about me. Mm. So, yeah, and I'm also not in a position to justify myself to anyone. I feel like um, I know the type of person that I am and the people who who are uh, in my existence know the type of person that I am. So I... Hey, he's left the chat somehow. Uh, that conversation went a little bit south. Uh, but either way, congratulations to him to have the podcast out. Congratulations to him for launching uh, a, a restaurant as well. Okay. He actually has something else. Uh, but congratulations. So basically, there's been like a lot happening in the, in the entertainment scene. Uh, besides Jazik, besides everybody else. Um, everybody thought Big Zulu and Stilo Makulita were going to get into a fight. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Accusing the name Joy. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to set the record straight. So it's a song. Uh, the way that they marketed the song seemed as if Big Zulu and Stilo Makulita were going to get into a fight. And a lot of people were very convinced that's what's going to happen. But we're here to obviously answer those questions for you. Those are very close friends. So they're not going to get into a bow together. If they do, yo, I don't know how that friendship is going to survive. Uh, but they have a song out called Ikupa, so definitely listen to that one. Apparently, it's a good gym song. Uh, Ustilo Makulita released that on his birthday. And happy birthday to him because he has a lot going on. So do tune into that. And I don't know why I'm reacting to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much the school for weeks. And thank you so much for tuning in. And that's it for this week's edition of The Chess Apart. Remember that you can find our latest Latest podcast review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Player.fm, and Pocket Cast. You can also find us on Twitter at Chesa Live. And the Chesa Pod is a Times Live production. 
and our producer is Demi Buzo. I have been your co-host, Constance Khana Khomu, the other is. Join Pave. And till next time, bye. And cheers.